The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Non-QM lenders have taken a hit in recent weeks with FGMC making massive layoffs and Sprout abruptly closing its doors. But now a victory, S&P Global just upgraded its ratings for some offerings from A&D Mortgage. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Max Sloyuscharuk, CEO and founder of A&D Mortgage. Max, thanks for joining me. I, yes, Mike. Hi. Glad to I, be here with you. Uh, I, I, I want to first, I probably butchered that. How do you say your last name again? Sloyuscharuk. Sloyuscharuk. Okay. Um, Max, I guess just to start things off, I mean, talk to me about this S&P upgrade a little bit more about you know what they decided and, and especially what this means for for A and D. This is pretty big deal, Mike. Uh, the up bond upgrade means that uh, the bond buyers who've bought the bond are able to change the uh, classification of the bond. If you bought, for example, I'm just talking about the general upgrade. If you bought a double A bond and the rating agency upgrade to triple A bond meaning that this is a different uh, different asset you have. You can repo this much better and it costs differently. It's cost more. So investors just made a lot of money once rating agency decides to upgrade it for the issuer, for uh, originator and securitizer. That means that rating agencies uh, look at the performance and have trust and understanding what's going on uh, with the company operation and service. It means a lot. So it's a big win for us. And we are really happy that uh, rating agency upgraded just two and we are one of the two from a lot of other issues. So that means a lot. And it's a big deal for our bond buyers. And and it comes, you know, it comes S&P saying that these are are good investments at a time when when some others in this space, the non-QM space, are, are having trouble finding investors and, and running into serious financial problems. So I guess just looking more broadly, I mean, where do you see non-QM right now? Like what 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 happens with uh last week with a couple non-QM lenders have issues and filing bankruptcy. Uh we do not believe it's a non-QM per se issue. We think that this is more of a hedging and business positioning issue. We do think that all this is caused by the huge rate hikes. And as a matter of fact, if GIC was not really a non-QM lender, uh, they were predominantly conforming a refi shop, as it turned out to be. For some reason, we believe that they were more involved in non-QM, but they were not. So. It's, it's a matter of rates going up too fast and 
some sort of hedging and positioning you're just not ready. As a matter of fact, a lot of other guys have a lot of issues. If you look at better mortgage uh, first quarter performance, I think they lost like 220 some million dollars in the first quarter, but they have an asset to withstand. They don't have to file bankruptcy. They can, same thing as others, for example, Home Points, Finance America. They have servicing in the books. They can sell and pay for that and survive. And other guys don't. But it's not an issue of 9 p.m. The trouble is everywhere. With rate hikes, you can see corporate bonds are triple priced. Rates went up twice. And there's a lot of issues everywhere. Just some people have more capital to withstand the heat. And and what are you what are you hearing from lenders then? I mean, obviously S and P is saying that you have. Uh, I mean, sorry, from investors. Obviously S and P is saying you have something good to invest in. Um, but some non QMs are, are running into a problem getting investment. Also, we saw Flagstar saying that advanced funding for non QMs is going to require some special approvals. That's just one one warehouse, but what are you hearing overall from investors? Well, once two in two lenders go down who are involved in non-QM in whole or in part, it's creating uh, the strange environment and resonance with warehousing lenders, buyers, and everyone else. So uh, again, our, we do not believe it's a non-QM issue. We believe it's a, a little less management and maybe wrong hedging and wrong hedging partner, not helping out lender to be in the proper position. And it will create resonance. It's not only Flagstar. I'm sure some others will require a little bit more. Uh, the advance rate will be less. They will require more approvals. They have to be careful. You can't blame them. They uh, got stuck with some of the loans on their lines. And again, it's not non-QM loans only. They got stuck with conforming FHA. It's just once a warehousing lender has all that loans, it's so much easier to sell GSC loans than non-QM. But we are a witness that the banks who got stuck with these two guys' loans dispose these loans without any issues. So uh, it's as bad as it sounds, nobody had the problem to sell the loans, either conforming or non-QM. So the market still exists. There are still buyers. And we do see a new buyers actually jumping in where some hedge funds cannot buy more non-QM because they're experiencing their own issues with uh their uh, mark-to-market problem with the bonds, we see new guys jumping in, some insurance companies stepping forward and said, well, we would like to buy non-QM loans and others. We see new buyer base for non-QM forming in this interesting environment. And is it enough to make up the gap? I mean, is the, is the money there to keep things going at the same pace? But the... Interesting question, Mike. The amount of non-QM submissions and loans dropped a lot. The rate rate went up substantially. Some guys don't want to originate non-QM. Somebody's scared. Two guys went down. 
So there is way less supply of non-QM today, and there will be even less by the end of the year. So the non-QM supply is going down the hill. So yes, there is enough buyer base to pick it up because supply is great. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. And and why do you think people are scared? Do you think it's just, you know, here's a new type of loan? And, you know, of course, when non-QM came out, there were questions of, is this subprime 2.0? Do you think that that fear still exists? And do you think lenders and investors should have that fear? The fear in economic times like that, the fear is not only for non-QM. The fear is for every asset class. If you take COVID, the only loans that moved are GSE. That's because federal government stepped forward and said, I buy all the production. Everything else were a problem. Jumbo, it's a problem. Corporate bonds is a problem. Everything else, non-QM is not different from anything else. It's just non-QM is compared a little closer to conforming. And conforming, it's not a fair comparison because it has full government support. No matter how many conforming laws are there, if there's not enough market, federal, you know, treasury will step in and buy all that. So if you compare non-QM to conforming, yes, it's different. But if you compare this to corporate, to commercial, to corp, to uh, other types, other classes, it's pretty, pretty much the same. There is no difference. You can't say that non-QM performance, non-QM bond dropped more than other ones. It's just has a has issues because it's not GSC. It does not have government support. What advice would you have for non-QM lenders looking for investments? Obviously, you want to get those investments first, but as you mentioned, FGMC runs into trouble, Sprout goes under, and it creates this this blanket across all non-QM. So I'm sure you want to see some success in this space. What what general advice would you have for non-QM lenders to show that this is viable? As we've seen during pandemic, the market dried up, but then tables have turned. As supply drained, there's no supply. Everybody came out and said, whoa, let me buy non-QM loans. So they were 80 cents on the dollar right after the COVID. And then once rate dropped, supply dried up, they were up to 108. People started paying crazy money for there's nothing to buy. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen soon. Once Federal Reserve will get this inflation under control, and with these hikes, that with high hikes, they will get it under control. The rates are high, supply is less. A lot of guys are not doing this, so it looks pretty similar. Then tables will turn, and this will come back. So. I would tell everyone who can hold on and not panic, don't don't get out of the business because it's, it will come back pretty soon. Max, thanks so much for your insight. I appreciate that. I'm glad to be here. We'll have the rest of your headlines coming up, but first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. 
Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, July 15th. The SEC is investigating the merger between Better.com and Aurora Acquisitions. The SEC wants documents related to certain aspects of Better's business, matters relating to Better founder and CEO Vishal Garg and his other business, and other related transactions. Investigators are also looking to claims by a former executive who's suing Better. The executive says she was fired as retaliation for raising concerns about Garg. Zillow is also fighting back against claims that it misled investors, asking a judge to dismiss a class action lawsuit. The lawsuit, filed late last year, claimed Zillow made false and misleading statements, failed to disclose risks, and caused investors to suffer significant losses and damages with the iBuying venture Zillow offers. But in, in its dismissal, Zillow denied the allegation. The company also says that the security laws do not protect investors from downturns, and the laws are also not meant to be insurance for investors who incur losses. And finally, a group of Republicans want the FHFA to up its oversight of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. A group of 10 members of Congress say the government-sponsored enterprises are undercapitalized and putting the overall housing finance system at risk. They want the FHFA to finalize rules on prior approval of enterprise products. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.